You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, and I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your patience while I embarked on yet another move in less than 365 days. If you are new here, welcome. I am a mom, a business owner, and a spouse of an active duty Air Force fighter pilot. And so we move a lot. And we just moved from Montgomery, Alabama to Niceville, Florida. And I am so excited to officially say that I am back at it. The office is probably at 75% finished capacity, but I am, I'm back in my chair recording my first podcast here in Florida and it feels really, really good. So today I just wanted to take a little bit of time to check back in and kind of share some of the insights from yet another move, because I think that it's really, really helpful to hear what my experiences were and what worked and what are the opportunities for improvement in terms of the next time we move. And is it really possible to move and still run a business? The short answer is absolutely yes, but I'm going to share with you some of the key reasons why that's possible for me. And again, keeping in mind that this is my fourth move since having my business. And so we've learned a lot of things over the years. And I also have a team of women who are spouses of people who are active duty military or recently retired military. So we have a lot of experience with moving. So anyway, with that, I am going to just dive right in. So here we go. We left Montgomery, Alabama. We came here to Florida. And one of the most important pieces of getting my business back to a regular cadence was making sure that I had help within the house. All right. I want to start there because I'm the mom of a four and a half year old. And one of the most important components of my business growth has been having team. And when I talk about team, usually people's brain go right to the actual ops team. Yes, I have an amazing team. I have an operations director. I have an assistant. I have a social media manager slash marketing director. And we also have a podcast manager and we have a graphic designer that we work with. But also in terms of a team, I've had a lot of help with Ellie, my daughter, meaning I invest in making sure that we have support to help care for her, whether that's in the form of a part-time nanny or a full-time nanny, depending on what stage or season of life we're in. So here in Florida, she's going to start going to school three days a week, but I also need to still work. And three days a week isn't going to be enough time to run the business at the capacity that I would like to be running it right now because she starts school at 9.30 in the morning and I'd have to pick her up at two. You can do the math. I wouldn't have enough time to serve my clients well and also grow the business. So having a nanny was going to be one of the most important pieces to getting my business back to a sustainable thing. So that is one of the 
things I want to highlight that I don't do this alone. I have my team that helps run the business and I have my team that also helps support freeing up my time at home so that I can focus on the business. So having a nanny was a big, big top of the list of things to figure out. And luckily we found a great one. And I hope that she stays around for a long time to be able to make sure that Ellie has the best, you know, experience and quality of life, but also allows me to have the most focus into my business. Also with that freeing up my space around home, it was finding someone who could help mow the yard, right? Because my husband is back to a really demanding schedule and he's not going to be around as much. And I don't really want to be mowing the yard because although I'm super capable, and if you didn't know this, my background is in agriculture. I love all things plants and outdoors, but like, that's not where my energy is best spent right now, because I could be using that energy and that time to do something like focus on business development or be mom or make healthy meals that I can stay on track for my fitness goals, whatever the things are. So also having somebody who can help with that and somebody who can help wash the dogs. We have two stinky mutts that I love very, very much. But in COVID times, we started using a mobile dog groomer when we were in Las Vegas. And that was like the best thing ever. And yes, it's a little bit more of an investment financially. However, when you figure out how much time it takes you to take the dogs and drop them off at the groomer and then pick the dogs up and then get back into your routine, it's really a no-brainer to have a mobile dog groomer if you live somewhere where that's even possible. So I share all of this because I really always want to be transparent in terms of all the things that it takes in order for me to really be able to run a multi-six-figure sustainable business, right? I have to make sure that I have the time to be able to devote to the business. So uprooting our life and what we had established in Montgomery or uprooting our life in terms of what we had established in Las Vegas, it's become paramount that I reestablish as quickly as possible the support position so that I can get back to being the CEO in my business and focusing my best time and energy into the business. And in order to do that effectively, I have to have help. Okay. So those were some of the things that behind the scenes, I was like, I need to make sure that these support pieces are in place so that I can get back to work as quickly as possible. On that note, I also made sure that I carved out time to allow for the transition because I'm a type A personality, probably just like you. I want to move fast. I want to get everything done. We packed up an entire house, so we unpacked it here. And I also needed to make sure that I had time to actually enjoy the transition and secure some space for my nervous system to adapt to literally an entire upheaval and then reestablishing a home here in Florida. And so that was really important to make sure that, that I was blocking out time and that I wasn't, you know, trying to cram in too much or launch a program or onboard new clients, all the things that we think that we can do and we could, but do we need to do? So making sure that I communicated what my um, boundaries were going to be in terms of time blocking to my team. And then they helped be the gate protectors to protect that and make sure that I didn't come back in and be like, well, guys, actually I'm going to do X. Y, and Z. And they said, you know, hold on. Yes, you can. However, you mentioned that you wanted to make sure you protect this time. And why don't you go ahead and do that? I'm super grateful that with each move, I've learned to add on a bit more of a buffer in terms of time for reintegration into establishing a new home and a new space and a new routine. And so that's something I feel like I, I have done better with each move. So the two things we've already talked about, making sure that I was establishing the support roles that allowed me to have the time and space to jump back into 
my CEO role and really start running the company again, and also making sure I had enough time to settle in. And so I took about three weeks this time in in terms of door-to-door moves and then getting stuff established and then just having a little bit of time to, you know, get a routine and figure out which grocery stores I wanted to go to and figure out what our daily activities were going to be like. And one of the things that worked really well with doing this is it's allowed me to establish prioritizing self-care as part of my routine and making sure I'm getting my workouts in in the morning before I start you know, just jumping into work. And so having a couple of weeks of where I was doing that consistently while not having to worry about marketing or recording podcasts or, you know, having client calls really provided a strong foundation for that, I feel like, because this is my first quote unquote week back to work. And it was a no brainer. My body was already on autopilot to get a workout in first before jumping into work mode. And so I'm really happy about that. That's not something that I did well with my first couple of moves, especially being, you know, a newer mom and wanting to just jump into that support role of taking care of everyone else first, which we all do very, very naturally. However, last year, my word of the year was self-care. And I've really tried to create some new habits around prioritizing my own self-care so that I can make sure I'm taking care of everybody else to the best of my abilities because I'm taking care of first. So just wanted to share that insight because I think that that's important that that was like a conscious decision on my part. So some of the other things that have worked really, really well in this move was just giving myself grace and space to do what I had mental and energetic capacity for. And so I said no to a lot of things that I could do, but didn't feel an alignment for me. I really leaned into my human design generator energy, trusting my intuition, checking with my gut to say, do I want to do this? Is this a hell yes for me? Or is this a hell no for me? And asking myself really clear questions so that I knew what was in alignment and what wasn't. So we had some discussions um, before embarking on this move as a team in terms of how would I keep up with recording episodes of the podcast or how would we keep up with our current cadence in terms of posting on social media and marketing efforts. And it was a pretty easy decision for me to say, you know what, I'm going to take a pause from the podcast. So again, thank you for giving me that opportunity and that grace. And many of you reached out and said, Hey, I've been re-listening to some of the old episodes. Here are some of my takeaways. Can't wait to hear a new episode. And so it was really nice to know that you were still listening, even though we weren't actively recording new podcasts. And here's my learning from that. I'm so glad I did it. Because you know what? We didn't lose listeners. We didn't lose traction. We didn't lose ground. And to be honest, I never had those fears or those limiting beliefs creep in. However, that is because I did a lot of mindset work on the front side of that to make sure that wasn't going to be an issue. But what it told me is I I had really loyal listeners and I have a really loyal community of people who continue to be inspired by the fact that I can say, I'm going to take a pause from something and the world is not going to fall apart. I'm not going to suddenly start backsliding in my business just because I didn't record four podcast episodes. And really it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to highlight some of our most popular episodes, some of the key takeaways to go back and re-listen to things that were gems and to just give me a break to be more present in a transition period in my life. And so I want to share with you that it's okay if you need to take a pause. It's okay if you need to say, you know what, I am going to take a sabbatical from posting on social media for a month because you need to focus on something else. Your business is not going to fall apart if you have been committing to consistent action and effort up until that point. You've built strong foundations. You'll never be starting over again. 
So many women that I work with, they're so worried that if they take a break or they pause, that they're going to have to start over. Those are cycles that we are used to being in from experiences that started as soon as we were born. And that if we quit something and we lost momentum, then we have suddenly just dissolved all the effort. And that's that's honestly just not true. That's rewiring our brains to think differently, to celebrate our effort, because as CEOs of our business, effort counts and your effort is not going to go away just because you're taking a break. So I hope that you hear my passion behind the fact that you can take a break if you need to, and you're going to be okay. And you know what else was really interesting while I was taking a break? I got some really cool creative ideas for podcast episodes that I haven't felt or had in a long time. It's like that creativity spark was ignited again after I let my brain kind of just rest. I got some ideas in terms of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you in the upcoming episodes because I was rejuvenated. I took the pressure off myself and I listened to other things to spark some creativity. And you know what? It wasn't business stuff. I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. I listened to a lot of health things and I really focused on just doing things that felt good. I bought some magazines, some home decor magazines that I could look at maybe how I wanted to decorate the front porch or the screened in porch. And I just let myself be a human whose identity was beyond also being a business owner. So I want to encourage you to also do that. We get into the cycles where we focus, 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 and then we become the thing that we're so focused on and we forget about all the other pieces of ourselves. So one of the things that might surprise you about this move was how hard it was to accept a new office space. I had the most dreamy, most incredible, gorgeous office in Montgomery, Alabama. Some of you who came to the retreat last year or have come to enjoy private coaching days have gotten to see it in person and you understand very quickly why I fell so in love with it. And so when we left our Alabama home and moved here to Florida, although this home is absolutely gorgeous, my office feels very much just like another room in the house. And I didn't have that instant love affair. And it was really, really hard for me to even get slightly motivated to make it my own. And I have to be honest, I'm recording right now and it's probably still at 75% capacity, meaning I don't have a rug yet and I barely have anything on the walls. And my husband, bless his heart, keeps asking like, hey, do you want me to hang some things? And I'm just like, no, I kind of just have stuff laying around on the floor and the backdrop looks okay because that's easy to do. But It just doesn't feel like my space yet. And so I've kind of had to really work on giving myself grace to allow that to develop over time. It's a relationship, right? I'm going to spend a great deal of my life in this room and it's okay if I'm not instantly in love, right? This is going to be a friendship that is going to evolve over time. But I wanted to share that like, it's really important for me to love the space that I'm in. And it's probably really important for many of you as well. And it checks a lot of boxes. It has a lot of natural light and there's enough space and the walls are bright and the ceilings are tall, but there's no character yet. And I think I thought that I was just gonna come and recreate my office. And what I found was it didn't work anymore. The things that I had in my office in Montgomery didn't feel at home in this office. And so I'm I'm picking and choosing what gets to go up on the wall and then trying to really figure out what feels right 
to fill in the rest. And it's taking some time. And I'm trying to allow myself to learn how to have fun with it instead of being frustrated. But there has been a lot of resentment. There has been a lot of frustration that has popped up for me. And I share this because it could sound a little crazy. It could sound a little bratty, depending on who you are or what you've experienced. But I share this because it's incredibly important that I feel aligned in the space that I'm working in because I have had to work in places that didn't feel good to me. And it did impact the productivity of my business. It absolutely impacted the joy that I felt, the excitement to get out of bed in the morning and get to my office. And I wanna make sure that I get this right. I wanna make sure that I don't half-ass this. And so for me, this has been probably the single biggest mental hurdle in terms of establishing our new home. Every other room has come together very nicely. I feel really, really at peace and at ease. I actually have Sage sitting on my desk. I thought I would have to Sage this new house and I haven't had to because energy feels so good. I just don't have the instant connection with this office space yet. So I'm really curious to hear if this has ever happened to any of you. If you've taken a really long time to fall in love with your office, if it just has not felt right for a while, how'd you navigate through that? And why was it important to you? Like, what was it that made you realize that like, I have to get this thing right? Have you worked in in places before that didn't feel good to you? So I, I just... It's an interesting topic that I don't think it's talked about enough, but our geographical, physical location where we do our business absolutely matters in terms of the energetic connection, how we're showing up, how we feel, how motivated we are, how we sound when we talk to people. And so I want to give it my all and I want to be able to give it my all with the greatest amount of ease. And that's what I want to get right. And so I just had a call this morning with one of my long-term clients and she said, oh my gosh, I don't see your MF on the wall. My initials, I had big black initials on the wall behind me when we were in Montgomery. And I said, they're here. They're just in front of me now. And I it didn't make sense to put them behind me. And so people, people expect certain things when I show up and they see me. And so it's now kind of recreating a new version of my brand, but also making sure that it's me, right? Instead of, I can't just throw things up because a number one, I won't be happy. And number two, it won't be on brand. It won't showcase what this business is about, what my brand has evolved into. And so those things are really important. And remembering that, is really important because it's part of realizing I've created something big instead of just a little hobby, right? And I feel like I could make do and I could just go to TJ Maxx and buy whatever they had and just throw it up on the wall and decorate because I can kind of do that pretty well without putting a lot of effort into it. But if it's not me and it's not something that showcases the brand and what we're about, then that's ultimately downplaying the business that I've created. So I share that because I want you to really look at how are you downplaying what you've created? How are you making your business less than what it truly is by compromising things that maybe you shouldn't be? Whether it is prioritizing making sure that you have an office that really lights you up or making sure that you have the support in order to be fully present in your business because you're saying, well, someday I will, or, you know, my business is great and I'm happy with what it has been and these other things take priority. How many times do we do that as women, as business owners? We downplay the needs of our business. We downplay the greatness of what we've created because we're constantly putting everybody else before us and prioritizing everyone else before our own needs. And so I want you to be really, really careful to be curious about it and to say like, where am I maybe compromising unnecessarily? Or where am I maybe 
not putting my needs or priorities first in terms of my business or how I'm showing up as a CEO because I'm saying, well, I've just created this little thing or my little business instead of my incredible business that's continuing to grow into something that I am so proud of, right? Are you operating from a place of bigness and saying, I'm a badass. I have created and I continue to create something that deserves all the attention and effort that I can give it. Well, also supporting all these other roles that I play, wife, mom, partner, caregiver, whatever the things are, but making sure that you're not constantly pushing the needs of your business and your needs as a CEO to the bottom of that priority list. So anyway, some really interesting things, right, that have come up throughout this move and just really realizing that as I come back into this week and I record this podcast, I find myself saying like, holy cow, I get to do this. Like this is my quote unquote job. There are so many other women around the country who are also moving because their spouse is in the military, men also moving because their spouse is in the military and they have to find a new job and maybe they're going back to something that they don't love at all. And I get to slide back into something that is already sailing, that is built on really strong foundations that's supported by an incredible team. I have the most crazy, amazingly fabulous clients. And during this whole transition, I had people reaching out to me about private coaching, about my programs that I've never even heard of before. They weren't on my actual radar. So people were still finding me. My marketing was still working, even though I wasn't actively present to the degree that I normally am. So my systems are working and I get to do this work. And so I've just been really soaking in the fact that like, we've built this, we've built this in terms of this community together. We've built this, we've built this in terms of my team helping me, my family, and I don't have to go out and seek another job. I don't have to dread starting over and meeting a whole new crew of office people that I may or may not build long lasting relationships with. I don't have to send in applications. I don't have to get rejected. I don't have to go into all of these interviews and I don't have to do that because I put in the effort and I believed in myself and did a lot of hard stuff and rolled up my sleeves and leaned into my true grit and figured out ways to do it with greater ease and sustainability and invested in myself in terms of coaching and a supportive team. And that's how I've gotten here. And so I share that because I'm celebrating the fact that this isn't a really, really incredible thing that we've moved twice now in 365 days and four times since I've been in the online space in terms of building my own business and it continues to work. And I continue to be able to live the original dream that I had when I left corporate, started over, realized that finding a quote unquote job was harder than I thought. And then realizing I want to create something that's sustainable and that allows freedom to have the flexibility to support my husband's career. And that I never have to deal with leaving a really amazing community of people again. Cause when I left corporate, I left some really incredible people that I still miss dearly to this day. And, and I'm doing that for the fourth time over. Like I don't have to do it. We've moved and I don't have to start over. I have to start over in terms of decorating my office, but in the grand scheme of things, like woohoo, like I'll navigate that. Right. But I am living the actual dream that I had in 2016. I'm, I'm living that over and over again. So I share this today to say, 
it's possible. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. It's possible if you're willing to put in the effort. It's possible if you're willing to keep going even when it's freaking hard and you feel like nobody is watching, nobody is listening, nothing is changing because it is. There is no way that change isn't happening and growth isn't happening if you're putting in consistent effort. And I just want you to remember that because that applies to our business, it applies to our health, it applies to whatever we do. If we continue to show up and aim towards whatever the dream is or the goal or the desire, and we don't have to do it perfectly every single day, but we continue to learn from the things that try and knock us down and we invest in figuring out how to do it with greater ease and we keep our eye on that prize and we do it because it's going to make a difference in our lives, you will succeed. So thanks so much for tuning in today. I am going to record some more episodes that share some of the insights that have come from this move, but also some other things that I'm noticing in the space and conversations that I have had with clients and other people in the industry, and hopefully share some gems and some nuggets that are going to help you continue to create that business that really lights you up and that, that is supported by sustainability and has the right systems and foundations to allow you to still have a life that sometimes throws unexpected things, whether it's a move or having to take care of a loved one, but knowing that you can rest assured in showing up in your life because your business is still going to function and it's still going to grow because you have set it up for success. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would love to hear from you over on Instagram or on Facebook in the DMS. Just tell me something that you took away from this, or maybe that you took away from one of the previous podcasts while we were on hiatus, but so glad to be back. And I will see you right here next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.